Welcome to the Ashenden Anemometers Weathering the Storm series. Are you sitting comfortably? Good. Gather closer to your podcasting spout of choice and listen on in. This podcast is destined for the 1st of April 2020 and I knew I should have been more circumspect about choosing this particular date to launch the first one. This, like those to follow, are original short stories and they'll be sent out midweek for your entertainment. There is a serious message at the end of this one, after what I hope you'll find a humorous sci-fi tale. Now, don't worry if you're sci-fi allergic. This one has very few abstruse allergens. And will particularly appeal to anyone who remembers a prestigious publication called The Eagle. Now, some time ago, I belonged to a writer's group we'd meet each month. Now, every month a seed phrase was chosen by the chairman from various random offerings for us to exercise our wits in weaving a story out of it. After a particularly contentious phrase was thrown into the ring, for contentious read rather rude, the then chairman stated that yes, he was going to choose, at which point one of the group interjected, just you dare, at which the chairman, unruffled in the manner of a certain Magnus Magnus spoke, I've started, so I'll finish, and with a twinkle in his eye said, just you dare will be the phrase for next month. So it was, and here it is. Just You Dare by Richard Phillips. He was pleased the nursing home had agreed to let him keep the telescope. Focusing the eyepiece of the old photon sucker, uh, Digby himself had christened it that, Dan could still see the remains twinkling against the darkening stage of the sky. Diamondizations, the Celestial Repatriation Service called them, Sparkling jewels, temporarily reflecting the sun in the twilight. In a few months, like the others, Digby's diamondized ashes would fade from view as they spread out across the solar system, following Peabody, Guest, Hank, Pierre, Ivor, O'Malley, Young Flamer, and Young, in Venusian terms, Sondar. All had predeceased him. But it was not death Dan feared. No, it was the real possibility of defeat by the Mekon. Nearly 400 in Earth years, the jammy bastard had outlived a lot of them and were still unbeaten galactic three-dimensional chess champion. Dan ran his hands over the pieces. He touched the Queen against his wrinkled lips. A model of his old Anastasia spaceship he'd carved from hard Venusian rock. The three-dimensional chess set frame with its holographic duplicator he'd inherited for, from Sir Hubert Guest. Uh, the vid screen by his wheelchair purred. He faced the caller. The green, now very wrinkled figure of the mighty Mekon loomed. Your move, Danny boy! Have you made your move? The weight of being the only player left, willing and capable of taking Mechie on at 3D chess felt so overwhelming that even Dan's hemorrhoids paled in significance. However, Danny Boy had a plan for this patronising apology of an avocado. Yes, 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 don't crowd me, Mechie! 
proud you, Danny boy. I'm 26 million Earth miles away. Make your move. Yes, yes, stop nagging. Dan, deliberately appearing flustered, played his strategy well. Hesitatingly, he moved Anastasia and seemed to drop her unintentionally on a square. Ah, no, I did not mean to do that. Dan lied, counting on refusal. Oh, you know the rules. You always play by the rules. A typical earthling weakness I have always despised. Fool, you are about to love, lose your beloved Anna. On his holographic duplicate board, Mecky contemptuously flicked the piece aside with his treen-faced knight. On the split-vid screen, the Mekon sneered whilst, alongside, the virtual and real pieces automatically rearranged themselves. Dan, however, became instantly animated. So, I move Stripey thus, and all the paws were modelled on Stripe. That's Flamer's former tapir-like pet reptile. A voila, as old Pierre used to say. Check in three moves. Ah, ah, no, no, you have tricked me, dear. A trick, a stupid trick, screamed Mecky, completely engulfed with anger. In the viewer, Dan could see pulsating vessels seethe and writhe across the Mekon's inflated temple. Uh, no, it is called Sacrifice, and thank you for remembering my name. He watched astounded as one vessel after another on the Mekon's temple erupted volcanically, spewing cerebral material, looking less like a head, but more of a rotting, overripe vegetable, which, strictly speaking, is exactly what he was. The Mekon's eyes rolled up. Green spume dribbled between his faltering words. It seems I must resign this game now. Only one could defeat me. Just you, dare. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that brief flight of fantasy. I'll try again in a fortnight. If you're really good, I'll up your treat to once a week. And I might just podcast you another story as well. Sorry, it's, it's that eternal schoolboy in me. Meantime, remember, stay put. Continuing weathering the storm, and by our conjoined restraint, we'll see some smiling cheeks out there. Ah, oh, who is that? No, I am not turning this into an S&M podcast. You, sir, have too vivid an imagination. Now, stay safe, stay home. Bye. <laughs>